Sensitivity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium healer, numerologist, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether it's through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there's always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. It's Wednesday, the 23rd. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Um, we have a great show today. We have guest Maria Celeste Provenzano Cook. Um, she is a medium. Um, she works with crystals. She's an author. Um, you'll learn more about her when she's in uh, later today. And um, she's going to be talking about her mediumship journey. And woo, we have noise and music. <laughs> uh, her actually, her her company with crystals is called Celestial Dancer. So I'm sure she's frequently dancing um, to the beat of her own drum and inspiration. Um, so we're going to be talking all things mediumship, just dabbling in some other areas today. Uh, I want to start to talk off with just the journey of mediumship in general of how do you start? Where do you start? Okay. And the different perspectives of so, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about mine and then we're going to talk about Maria's because everyone's mediumship journey is so different. People come in to this sometimes because they're born with it. Sometimes it's because, you know, a spontaneous event made them see spirit, whether it was traumatic, like a loved one passing away, or, you know, a near-death experience where they were out of their body and then they realized that there was spirit around them, helping them, guiding them. Um, whether it was depression, um, and then they were aware of, wow, I don't feel really connected to my body. I don't really feel connected to places or things around me. I feel like there's a, there's something else because I'm so disconnected from the world around me. So whether it's spontaneous through um, an unfortunate event or a trying event, or whether someone's inspired um, through just wanting to develop because they're like, hey, like I feel like I remember some of this as a kid, or let's say one of my friends or family member, they do it and I really believe in them. I'm really interested in what they do. Or let's say people who are just developing on their personal spiritual journey and they're like, mediumship is the next step for me. I'm very interested. Um, we come into this work from so many different angles and eventually what we'll do with this work is with that as well. Um, when you are a medium or when you're developing your mediumship, you have to decide to what extent you want to do that. Um, it really is a full-time devotion with any energy modality you choose. Um, if you decide to be, you know, just for a second, a card reader or a psychic, or let's say your numerology, you have to give that, that craft a lot of time, love and attention. Um, it's not something that's taught to you in school. It's, even when you learn from a teacher, they're going to understand things in their own way. And you're going to understand things in your own way. Like we can't be a carbon copy of others because 
you know, we're all uniquely authentic and true to ourselves and how we connect to energy. We are an expression of divine and everyone has a different unique frequency to share. So we have to be aware of our own soul. We have to be invested within our own development to know ourselves and know how spirit comes to us and what unique sharings they have for us. Your guidance system, your guides around you, no one has the same guides around you. No one does. That's a selected team dedicated to you, all right? A select dedicated group of spirit dedicated to you. And no one has your you know, exact friends and family in the category that they are, you, you know, your mom, your dad. Uh, yes, other people will know your mom and dad in spirit, but they're your mom, they're your dad. Um, or, you know, someone, who passed that someone's daughter, but that someone for you is your friend, you're gonna have completely different experiences uniquely to you with how you understand and communicate with spirit based on just your unique soul journey and their unique soul journey. So we have to do individual development and we're gonna be inspired to start that through different ways. Um, right, so it's about how invested do we get and it's not a mental thing, it's a heart thing. It's a gut thing, okay? We can have inspiration, we can have ideas, but if we are practicing too much, if we are too stressed, but we're like, oh gosh, this is like a course. I wanna, you know, I wanna ace the test. So I'm just gonna cram all these readings in or I'm gonna read all these books. Um, hey, go do it, but you will find that your body will be tired or, hey, I need to learn this first, or, hey, I'm getting overwhelmed. You know, energy is basically a mirror of what you're ready for. And it's really sometimes a step-by-step -step process. Even when we're going fast, even let's say you get over-enthusiastic and you book 10 readings in one week, right? Like, I want to practice. I want to learn what this, this mediumship development is all about. Um, you're going to learn things, but it's just not sustainable. Spirit teaches you what is sustainable for yourself. Spirit teaches you what you can handle and what is relevant for yourself at that time. So you might find one week is all about learning a lot at once, but that's not how your life can be led effectively. So it will change and you'll be like, why can't I keep this pace up? It will change. It's just natural. It is. Um, some people within their mediumship, they're going to do this full time. They're just led that path. Um, other people will be doing it part-time. They're led down that path. And, you know, some people have families, some people have, you know, other responsibilities. And just because someone does this part-time or full-time, a person's a medium. That's just what it is. And some people will be doing this, like, you know, in their free time, they have other commitments, but they are still a medium. Once you are a medium, you are a medium. Um, yeah, if you're a professional medium, that's saying this is what I'm devoting, you know, my crafts, my name, my attention. I'm I'm stepping up as an advocate for spirit and I'm promoting myself in a way when you come to me, you know that I put time and attention and experience into this and there's a certain caliber at hand. You are really responsible for representing the spirit world. There's Yes, a new stepping up per se, but even if you're 
full-time, part-time, or just in your free time, or just in your curiosity, if you do have devotion to understanding what spirit is, you are a medium and give yourself credit for that. Part of developing ourselves within this work is having self-esteem for ourselves, having confidence within ourselves that what we do is real. So if you are coming from an authentic, pure place that you are connecting to spirit and learning about spirit, you are a medium. I just want to put that out, you know? Sometimes you know, people are like, oh, you have to be born a medium or you have to be developing for two years. Um, you're a medium if you're a medium. And we all have the ability to be a medium. Um, it's just a matter then of how much work, how much time and attention you will um, give to the craft. And just in turn, be very honest. Tell someone, I've been doing this a year. I've been doing this two years. Or this is you know, my skill set. Or this is how spirit talks to me. This is how spirit works for, you, for me. And be honest within your journey because you have to be honest with spirit. And spirit has to be honest with you in order for you to even communicate this spirit. Again, we're, we're going back to this word very authentic and true. It has to be authentic and true. Um, so, okay, let's go, let's jump ahead and talk to, let's talk about when we talk to spirit, right? Um, when we talk to spirit, great developing suggestions um, make sure that you are connected to your spirit guides. You won't necessarily at all be working with your spirit guides while you're doing a mediumship reading. You might wonder, well, how the heck does that work? We can talk about it. Um, but your spirit guides are your team. They are responsible for making sure you're okay, comfortable, that you understand energy, that you're safe, that you're protected, um, that you are having that support. So it's basically like a coaching team, okay? They coach you, they they give you things to go, oh, what's this, oh, what's this? And you can actually create a dialogue and a friendship with your, your guides. Um, that is development work that is so essential. Um, your guides are not living, your guides are not your family members. You can have family members that guide you that are past. You can have family members that have passed that offer you support and they feel like a guide, but a guide in itself are those who haven't been incarnate with you. So they've been able to observe you and be with you since birth. They were assigned to you. And also you said, Hey, I want you to be part of my team. It's a very free will decision. And um, we have certain permanent guides that stay with us throughout our life. And we have certain guides that come in um, during parts of our life. Um, but we usually have a core guidance system. Um, and that can be anywhere from like five to seven people. Some people have more than seven. Some people have less than seven. Everyone's going to have a different constitution. Um, and so it's about learning about that energy that is not present on earth. So guides, when you can... When you communicate with your guides, that's mediumship because they are past, they're past souls. They are not of this frequency. They are not connected to earth. You're connecting to a different medium of communication and that would be communication with spirit and they are spirit as well, okay? Um, 
when we're we're all spirit, okay? I just want to give you perspective. We are all spirit, okay? We are spirit incarnate. We are spirit incarnating onto earth at this time. Spirit, um, whether it's guides or past loved ones um, or other forms of energy, that's spirit discarnate. They're not incarnated on the earth right now. They are in a different plane operating and living and existing, thus being able to help us or communicate with us when we ask them to come in and communicate with us. So it's about one, developing a relationship with guides. When you are doing a mediumship reading though for a loved one, you know, someone comes to you and can you connect to my loved one or you're practicing, you are not talking to your guides. You are talking to their loved one. You are connecting to the loved one. Your guides help you develop so that you're comfortable with the mediumship frequency, with spirit frequency, okay? Spirit frequency is a higher vibration than psychic frequency, and psychic frequency is a faster vibration than earth frequency, okay, or physical physicality, all right? We live in a physical world. So we have to learn to um, acclimate, right? Just like the weather, we have to learn to acclimate to different vibrations so that we are comfortable and we understand what that is. Um, and we can actually have a tangible experience with that energy, okay? So that's one of the, the first ways that I got into my mediumship was learning about guides and having them protect me and be around me as I was starting to learn about communicating with different people that I felt in the room or different people around me. Because it's it's one thing to feel some somebody or even see somebody or even hear somebody. Everyone has such different experiences, how they start to feel and understand, see, hear, spirit. Um, it's another experience when you go, okay, I'm going to say hello and talk to them, okay? I'm going to start the communication. Um, and like I said, guides are a perfect place to start. We're gonna hear from Maria Celeste and we're gonna hear about her journey and how she got ready with mediumship and how she continues to develop her mediumship. Everyone, like I said, is so different and it's so wonderful to hear from them. So we'll be back in a moment and we'll hear from Maria and we'll continue the conversation. See you in a few. A certified spiritual life coach, animal communicator, past life regression, and a psychic medium. This is Charlie Lynn. Charlie Lynn and Chat with Charlie work with you to bring communication and understanding from spirit to those looking to gain insight. Charlie Lynn's spiritual journey has brought her to you, so take advantage and contact Charlie Lynn today. Book a reading, indulge in some Reiki work, or take the next step in your life with some spiritual life coaching. No matter, Charlie Lynn is here to help you. Search Chat with Charlie on Facebook. That's Chat with Charlie on Facebook.
Hello, and we're back. Um, welcome to the show. If you're just popping in now, we're about to talk to Maria Celeste. Bring her in. Give her some love. Hi, Maria Celeste. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for asking me. It's an honor to have you on. For um, those who are just meeting Maria Celeste for the first time, she is the owner of Center for Creative Living. She's a medium, an author, and a crystal, crystal expert. Welcome to the show, Maria Celeste, again. I'm so excited to have you. I love your scarf, too. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I love the pops of color. <laughs> it's my signature. She's always wearing like something unique where like it's a different um, glasses color or earrings or I love to always see what you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. If I hadn't gone into finance, I'd have gone into fashion. You still can. You I, like, I, you're, the like second, you're the second person that said that to me today. And I actually had just recently had somebody approach me and say, I want to start designing clothes with you. And I went, oh, well, that's an interesting. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so you never know. Never too old to do anything. Life is full of surprises. I know. I when know. Speaking of surprises, or maybe what's expected, I want to start from the very beginning. When did mediumship hit you? Well, I was just having lunch with a friend today, and she asked me a similar question, and I told her this story, so I'll tell you the same story. And she said, do you remember this or did somebody tell you this? And I have a very vivid memory of this, Kelly. So I was 18 months old, growing up Catholic, very Catholic. And it was at Christmas time and I was 18 months and I was in my yellow Dr. Denton's. And if anybody knows what a Dr. Denton is, it's that one piece thing where you got the little feet and it zips up and snaps up here. And I was sitting in front of our crest, which is the scene at Christmas time with Jesus and Mary and Joseph and and the shepherds and the three kings. And so I'm sitting on the floor with my feet straight out in front of me, holding the book called The First Noel. And I'm sitting here just chatting away with baby Jesus. You know, he's this little ceramic thing. I'm sitting there chatting away with him. And my mother and my brother walk into the room and they say to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm reading this book to baby Jesus. And they said, I was always a smart ass. And they said, we can't read. And I said, I can put the pictures in my head and I'm putting the pictures in my head and I'm sending them to baby Jesus. And my brother actually took a picture of it. And somewhere I actually have the picture of it. And I remember that as the day is, as I remember what I put on this morning to wear. It's really very interesting. And so they walked out of the room and I said, baby Jesus, I'm sorry, they don't believe me. And this story isn't really how I'm sitting here looking at this little statue, right? I said, this story isn't how it happened, but I'll finish telling you what we think you ha how it happened. And I was 18 months old. And so my life was very much that way with my family. And they sort of laughed at me and I just kept doing these goofy things. And I was probably about four years old. And my dad came in and said to my mom, Terry, where's the C-A-N-D-Y? And I said, dad, come here. And I pulled out the door. She had hidden it, but I knew where it was. And I pulled out this door and I said, it's right here. And it freaked my parents out. So I sort of shut all that down because these are the people I'm supposed to be safe with. Right. And so it shut it down. And um, 
I can remember I was probably about eight years old and spirit, God was giving me this information and I was in my room just chatting away. I mean, I was chatting like you and I are chatting. I mean, I literally was chatting away and one of my, I come from a big family. One of my family members walked in and said, who are you talking to? There's nobody in the room. And I said, I'm talking to God. She said, you can't talk to God. I said, everybody can talk to God. And they said, well, what's God saying? And this profound thing came out of my mouth. And they just looked at me and walked out of the room. And I said, I don't know what you just told me, but thank you for protecting me. And I said, if you want me to do this work, I don't want to see bad stuff. And so my grandmother, God love her soul, who's very much with me, but she's in heaven. Um, when she would come, she would say, come on, Maria, we'll go pray. And we would, she would kneel with me and we would pray and we'd talk to God and we, she would just support me in it. And so I had a wonderful support system in my grandmother. My mother was busy raising eight of us. So here I am. <laughs> that was, it. I literally was born this way. Um, I shut it down for a long time and I remember saying, to my nephew who was graduating from high school, I said, Matthew, do you want me to come to your graduation or do you want me to go to the family reunion? I had just started with a new job, Kelly. So I didn't, I, I didn't want to take the time off from, for doing both. So I let my nephew decide. He said, auntie, come to the family reunion. So I started writing him his graduation card. And I remember channeling Jesus. And I said, this is going to my family. And I just, I was like, okay. And I just, I, I, uh, to this day, I don't remember what I wrote him and I sent it with, you know, his gift. And on the Monday after his graduation at eight o'clock in the morning, my mother calls me. I'm at Morgan Stanley and I'm like, oh, it's my mom. I know what this is all about. I said, mom, wait, let me shut my door. So I shut the door and I'm like, oh, because remember, this is like my parents shut me down. And now here's my mom on the phone and I'm, I know what she's going to tell me. She said, Maria, she said, the three kids, my nephews and niece went walking through the room and they were laughing and I asked them what they were laughing about. And they said, well, auntie wrote this funny letter. <laughs> I go, God, where's my mom? And she said, well, let me read the letter. And she said, Maria, I have to tell you, that's the most beautiful letter. And I told Matthew, that's the most beautiful letter he'll ever get. And so here, the woman who shut me down also opened me up. So it was really quite a beautiful um, situation. And it was, it was wonderful. And so because my mother was very gifted, but she she didn't do it outwardly the way that you and I do. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So it's and so here I am today. <laughs> yeah. So how did you know your mother was gifted? What did you notice about her growing up or what did she tell you or who else in your family had this gift? Well, my grandmother also had it. My father also had it. And it's really interesting. It wasn't to my father. My father was a world renowned pediatrician. And people from all over would come. And even though when they got stuck on a question, they would come and ask my dad. And I would say to my dad, I said, dad, how do you know how the baby's sick? It's not like they can say my tummy hurts or my ear hurts or, you know, I, I've got my foot hurts. I said, how do you know? And he said, it's my years of training. And, and we would be on the subway or the MTA, as we would call it in Massachusetts, the MTA. And my dad would say, see that woman over there? He was, he was a medical intuitive, but I didn't know that till later on, till after he passed. 
medical intuitive and he'd say, see that person over there? They got an issue with their thyroid or blah, 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 blah. it would go on. And I'm like, that's really cool. My dad knows this stuff. And one year I, I was off. I had college, college break and his medical assistant left. So I worked for my dad that week in his office to cover. I was just, I mean, I really didn't do anything. I just helped the, the patients go in and everything. But the first day I called my mother and I said, mom, dad's not dad in the office. She said, <laughs> I said, he puts on this white coat and he's this ball of energy that floats from room to room. And she said, I know. And one, when my, after my dad passed, he came to me and he said, I realized I'm not, it wasn't just my training. He said, I realized that I had a gift that was given to me from God to be able to do my work as a pediatrician. And so we've had that communication and I do, I still communicate with my parents regularly so it comes from both sides. My mom was, there were things that my mom, if we tried to do anything, oh my God, we couldn't get away with anything. My mom, I mean, I always called it mom's intuition, but one night she woke up in the middle of the night, woke my father up and told us, and she's like, oh my God, I'm really worried about your brother. And when my brother arrived at the house, right at, he then told my mother at the time that my mother woke up, he had fallen asleep. A friend of his, they were driving home from graduate school oh. down at Duke. And he had woken up and had to wake up the driver because the driver fell asleep and they were about to go underneath a um, semi. And wow. so, but my mom woke up. And so there were different things that, that we knew that my mom knew. And as I grew into my gift and allowed myself to be open with my mom again, she was opened with her gift. And just before she passed, I said, mom, what will you come back as? And she said, you know, Maria, you can't have this discussion with the rest of the family. <laughs> she said, well, they think we're both crazy. I said, mom, they do think we're both crazy. So don't worry about it. She said, well, of course I'm going to come back as a rose, but she comes back as a butterfly. <laughs> so much for the rose. So does she love butterflies? What? So how, you know, she's told you, you've seen, is it a, specific kind of butterfly, a color, or just any butterfly? The yellow butterflies, which is really interesting because the picture when I first was in was I was in a yellow Dr. Denton, but she comes back as a yellow monarch. Oh, wow. And sometimes I will smell roses, but to me, when I smell roses and there's no roses around, I always think of that as the Blessed Mother is around me because that's she's my namesake more than that's my mom. Your mom was probably like, I have to differentiate because she's <laughs> she's gonna think I'm the sacred mother. I'm I'm an I'm I am a sacred mother, but a different type of sacred mother, right? right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. And I smell pipe smoke when my dad's around. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. That that's beautiful that you have such deep distinction between the two. Yeah. Well, my dad smoked it's cherry tobacco, and my dad smoked cherry tobacco. So yeah. And I can smell that when he's around. So, so you have an active and ongoing relationship. That That's something I'd like to ask about too. Um, what do they teach you from, from heaven? Um, I was talking earlier about developing our mediumship, yeah. um, having our guide team be around us, um, having even our loved ones being around us. And what do you find when you sit and you are in the quiet and you allow yourself to listen? What do they still share with you? I'm not sure that they share so much with me. 
Okay, so they're yelling at me now, going, "Yes, we do." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do all the time. Sorry. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, that's very funny because they're both right here laughing. Well, sometimes it's on the go. Sometimes it's like, you know, uh, you know, our loved ones will tell us stuff on the go, not just sitting in the quiet. So forgive me, right? right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very funny. Um, I, humbly, they, they give me um, praise and appreciation for what I do for the rest of my family in terms of supporting and, 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 and loving my family. Not that the others, I mean, the others love love as well. Um, and thank me for continuing to do the work. And um, they tell me that they are learning as I'm learning because I'm constantly learning. I truly believe this work, Kelly, and I was listening to you before I came on. And absolutely, this is, it's always an experiment. You never reach your pinnacle because source is infinite and you've got to continue to study. You've got to continue to push the backgrounds. You've got to continue to be authentic. You've got to continue to question and to push and to, to know. And there's infinite possibilities because spirit is infinite. We're limited because we're stuck in this humanness. But to constantly study and to constantly work, and I have mentors and I teach, and I always tell my students the reason I teach it is because I have to learn it. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm having me teach, because when you teach, you have to learn. And, you know, even if it's getting back to the basics, we've got to get back to the basics. And so my parents continue to encourage me to do the things that I do. And um, probably they'll trip me if I don't do something right somewhere along the way. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll, they'll, they'll whack me over the head or something. So Remember what I taught you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to have that continued relationship with my parents. Um, it's freer in, in terms of the daily communication. So it's very, it's, you're not bound by the things here with your parents so that you can have that freedom to, to explore things with them and to explore things. They become more of an equal than, than my parents, which was happening while they were here on the earth plane anyway. And it's just expanded. And I know, you know, I know they tell me the things that they're doing over there. I know my dad continues to to do research and drop buckets of his research that he's doing up in heaven to different people on the earth plane to continue to do that research. Um, and my mom continues to knit, but she continues to study. My mom, true, she loved history and she loved to read. So she continually is expanding her own education. I love that things continue to evolve always. Like that's why, let's say in other fields, mm -hmm. maybe sometimes we, when we're so devoted and passionate and we're always pushing ourselves, sometimes we reach a pinnacle, you know, like, yeah. okay, I can go no further. Let's help others. And I can continue through that. But with mediumship and energy understanding, it's infinite. Like you said, yeah. And yeah. it's like every time you do it, you feel humble. Very. And, and you can prepare and prepare and prepare, but you never know it's going to happen when you show up. I know, because it's always <laughs> an experiment. It's always an experiment. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's really one of the things I find, and you probably find this true, is that they're always going to do something out of the ordinary to push you out of the comfort zone, to expand that boundary, to expand your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you soar with it. And other times you're like, well, that was new. Okay, just bear with me. You know, this is coming in a little bit differently. And you kind of like preface it for the person you're reading for. Um, Yeah, you never know what you're going to get the way you're going to get. Or a person that comes in and you just, you're not familiar with their personality, their background. Uh, Yeah, it's from every different angle. Right. And that's one of the things that I would share with your audience that it's really important for us as mediums and for your audience as mediums to continue to do your own healing work because the more you do your own healing work, the more you're going to be able to be open up to all of the things that spirit's going to give you. If you're not comfortable with dealing with somebody who's had heart attack or dealing with somebody who's cancer or dealing with death or dealing with suicide, when you get somebody that's that's that 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 left this earth plane too early because of a situation like that, you're going to be, if you've done your own work to heal through the issues that you have emotional issues with, you're going to be able to be a better communicator for the spirit world to the sitter because you, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to hit a nerve. You're going to be able to communicate that and feel into that spirit and be able to communicate that with your spirit, with your sitter, because you've worked through that yourself. Yes, it's an ongoing unfoldment of allowing what is, observing what is, understanding what is. And in order to do that, we have to let go of how we've been programmed. And to see what is, we have to be open to everything. And that is such a huge task, to be open to everything. There's so much atrocity that happens on Earth sometimes. There's so much pain And you're looking sometimes through a reading at someone's healing journey and a healing journey is full of a lot of struggle and pain of all different sorts and types. Yes. Yep. Yep. And to see someone's story fully and, you know, the, the people who I feel are the ones that have, you know, come back many times and have understood many different you know, stories and vibrations and understandings, they can see people the most clearly and wholly. And we're all just, we're all just on that journey to continue to learn how to be like, like, so, because my goodness, even if we're comfortable with something, we might just see a snippet, right? But to understand somebody fully and wholly, oh my gosh, that's, we're all, we're all students of that. Yep. Yeah, that, that's why I love this work. It's just, it's never the same, even though it is the same. And right. like you said, it's healing. It, it helps heal both sides of the veil. But we've got to do our work to support the healing on both sides of the veil. Yes. Mm-hmm. The more vocabulary we have up here, the more vocabulary we have to share, to be that medium, because you are the link between the two words. And that me- that language that vocabulary isn't just words, it's emotions, it's experiences, it's visual. When you go into a museum, take in everything because you never know when you're going to need it in a reading. 
Yeah, every little thing you've ever learned is a reference point. It's it's yeah. it's actually mind-boggling. It really is. Yeah. So for this passion to heal and help others, is is that why you created the Center for Creative Living? What was the inception of that? So it's actually the Center for Creative Healing. Oh, oh my good. I had the wonderful experience of having a double mastectomy and um, some friends came over to see me shortly. This was like four or five days after I had had the surgery and gotten home. And they were like, how are you doing? And I said, well, let me show you. And I started dancing. I, I, and I am a Middle Eastern dancer. Not that I do it in public anymore, but I, I, I danced since I was a little kid. So uh, I said, let me show you how I, um, I'm feeling. And I started dancing. And that was the inception of it. In my girlfriend's living room with two other friends that came over, I started dancing. And I went, oh, we're going to do dance and help people heal. And that was the inception of the Center for Creative Healing was through creative dancing because <laughs> I danced and it was just, and then my brother came and spent some time with me. He said, how you doing? And I said, okay, I'll show you how I'm doing. He goes, you got stitches in your back. Man. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm fine. And so I started dancing and he's like freaking out and I'm dancing. And so it just, and here we are, <laughs> the center for creative healing. And I, and I, my parents thought I was going to be a geologist as a child. And I still have the original oh, book wow. they gave me. Yeah. And now I'm a wannabe geologist after an MBA in finance and accounting and working in the investment community for 30 years and helping people heal through finances. Um, now I sell crystals and minerals and I'm a wannabe geologist. <laughs> so spirit gets you back to where you're supposed to be. Um, you always had the interest. You always, And hey, and maybe a, a fashion designer to that repertoire as well. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll invite you to the opening. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed that you teach crystal classes a lot. Yes. Um, and I actually have for your audience, if anybody's interested, I've got a crystal class coming up. It's, um, five Tuesdays from six 30 to eight 30. Um, and I love teaching crystals. I love teaching about it. And it's hard when I'm at the show, I can help a little bit, but a lot of people have said, please teach, please teach, please teach. So I card out a time on Tuesdays from 6.30 to 8.30 on Eastern Standard Time for four um, Tuesdays, April, they're April 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. And if anybody wants, they can reach out to me on Facebook and sign up through that. It's 125. And it will take you through the chakras, through the through the different um, centers and the different stones that relate to the different centers, just as a guideline. And then we go into understanding the elements of the crystals. And then we go into the different mineralogical aspects of the crystals and the science behind, we get into natural law, the law of resonance, the law of frequency and how the mineral kingdom works with the, with the, the animal kingdom with the law of resonance and the law of frequency to complement because they are, they're all they're The mineral kingdom, the animal kingdom, and the plant kingdom were three kingdoms that are made from infinite source, God, Yahweh, Theos, whatever you want to call your higher energy. 
And they all synergistically work together through the law of resonance and the law of frequency. So we get into that. And then I get into some talking just about clear quartz. We'll talk about the structures of clear quartz and some of the metaphysical aspects, depending on the molecular structure and the, the crystalline structure of the different clear quartzes, because there's so many. And that's just in the clear quartz. So it's just a little bit to try to download what I know from my 26 years of studying, well, I've studied rocks and things since I was a little kid, but more so in the last 26 years of intense studying about the science behind how the metaphysical aspect of crystals actually works. There is a science. Oh, wow. I, yeah, there's, I feel like there's not enough courses out there on crystals that really connect to that mm -hmm. um, because my goodness, there's a reason why you can like program a crystal to do yeah. what you can do with it. And so I, I'm fascinated just by hearing you speak also by you talking about the different types of quartz because quartz is so abundant on earth. Uh, you know, the, the core is full of quartz. Is yeah. it, is it the core yet? Yeah. Quartz. We're, we're living on a giant crystal. We are. And just a real quick snippet to, for your audience that if they feel like, oh my God, I need some grounding. I need, I need some protection. I need, I need quartz. Remember you're standing on the biggest supply of quartz, mineral, you know, tourmaline, covalite, um, utilite, you name it, you're standing on it. So just ask mother earth to give you the energy of black tourmaline or apophyllite, whatever it is that you need, go outside barefoot, if you can, unless you're in Alaska in the wintertime, but you might want to do that anyway. Go outside and mother earth. It'd be a little cold. You might, don't, don't blame me for frostbite. But just come and just say, mother earth, I need black tourmaline right now, or I need tiger eye, or I need carnelian for passion. Whatever it is, you're standing on it. And Mother Earth will be more than happy to give it to you. More than happy to give it to you. She loves it's, it's, healing us. It's like that raw earth energy. It, it's so beautifully put. Like I didn't know all the, I didn't know black tourmaline was so abundant in the core or mm -hmm. a part of the earth. I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. I know that like our bones are made up of many minerals and I think our bones have quartz in them too as well. I could be wrong on that. It's been a while since I've looked into things. Well, one of the two two things to know. One, we have calcite in our ear. And a lot of times when people have inner yeah. ear issues, the calcite gets a little bit wacky. Um, the other thing is if you take our blood, we're really crystalline beings, folks. If you take our blood and take it down to the smallest molecule and look at it under a microscope, it's the same molecular structure in quartz. We are wow. crystalline beings. Wow. Yeah. There's crystals like in our ears. Exactly. Yeah, a absolutely. There's a crystalline definitely. structure in our ears. Um, like if you just talk to a doctor about it, they'll, they'll even classify it as like, oh, it's a crystallized structure. Um, and then, yeah, like our, see, I'm not up to date, but like our bones, they're, they're literally just full of minerals and, and, and they're similar to um, the composition in our ear. And it's just like, we're just a giant crystal is right. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's what you base on what you just said is when you understand the law of frequency and the law of vibration, 
the minerals that are in the crystals or the minerals that are in the mineral stones, whatever you choose to call them. And there is a technical difference between a mineral and a crystal that Ooh, I want to know that I do. This, I'm excited. This, this, the minerals in the crystal with the law of vibration will resonate with the minerals in our body so that we can come in alignment. For instance, let me explain this. I was doing a crystal healing on a client and for some reason, you know, I don't question what I do. I just, it, you know, you don't question to do it. Right. And so I needed to put 13 small pieces of calcite around her middle section over her ovaries and through her belly button, all through over her uterus and the whole thing. And I said, well, this is interesting. I'm going to need to ask her because this is a lot of calcium. Calcite is calcium. Your bones are calcium. And so every time after a, a crystal healing, I will always share with the student or the, the client, the guest, share with them what I, the mineral and do a whole um, debriefing of what went on on my side. And I said, so explain to me what's going on because your body really wants a lot of calcium. She said, I was just diagnosed with osteopedia, which is pre to osteoporosis. And I said, well, your body wanted to absorb a lot of calcium because look at all that, because I would take the crystals off and, and I take the crystals off and I show, I let them take a picture. So if they ever need to connect, they got a picture of how it was laid out on their body. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's really, it's, well, that's way so you can connect. Just like I said, you can go out on the earth. That way you can, okay, I'm feeling whatever. And she, you can look at what the picture is. And she, so I said, well, it's obvious because your body wanted 13 pieces of calcite and calcite is a calcium based mineral. Her body wanted to absorb that calcium because it was being depleted from her body. It's really very cool. It's amazing. Um, yeah, we can get certain benefits um, from raw crystals like hematite and blood flow. Um, it just goes on and on. And I just love how you actually take a picture for the client so that they can understand like a configuration that opens up healing for them. Uh-huh. Like it's sacred yeah. geometry like you are working with now too. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, there's sacred geometry and all of the molecular structures of these dudes. <laughs> It's yeah. true. It's true. It's, it's just, it's just one. You're We're right. All connected. We're all. I, connected. It's very exciting. It's very. Exciting. I'm very excited to hear the difference, the definition of how a crystal is different than a mineral. I'm, I'm very excited. You said that there is a. a, a yeah, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> well, I hope I get this right because it's been a while since I've actually um, tried to explain it. And sometimes my head doesn't necessarily explain it the way a mineral will have multiple um, characteristics, multiple. Um, multiple. I want to say ingredients in it. And a, a crystal um, like a quartz and celestite and amethyst, it's it's in the molecular structure. And I'm going to have to, um, no worries. Say, yeah. It's a very technical definition. I've never it's heard anyone break it down before. But it has to do with the way in which it's formed, the molecular structure of it. And the purity of the actual substance that's in a quartz 
versus the substance that's in a mineral and also the, the formation of it. It's very geological. I told you, I, yeah. I want to be a geologist. So I'm just a wannabe geologist. I'm a, I, I get excited by definitions yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I love it. I'm always intrigued. I'm always, you know, perked up if you have something to share regarding because it, it excites me. Um, you're talking about there's so many different types of quartz on Earth, too. Um, yeah, like I, I find that mind boggling. I mean, there's like Lemurian seed quartz or like um, is a Herkimer diamond a type of quartz, quartz too? It's just um, a uh, terminal quartz. Yes. And Herkimer diamonds are quartzes that actually come from Herkimer, New York. <laughs> <laughs> are they all from molecularly, molecularly they they are double terminated which means that the energy comes out of both ends um and they're usually i i don't um the structure of it is um flat on the flat on the sides and then they come to a point um and then you've got um you've got different like these are ice quartz that oh, wow. Ice quartz. Yeah, they're formed um, as the ice is melting and then freezing and then melting and freezing because quartz is really a water-based, you know, it's formed in water. And so it creates um, crevices and things. And just think of it as like an ice cube and it's got crevices in it. And usually they come from a higher area. You're not going to so much find them from Brazil because it doesn't so much freeze in Brazil. You're going to find them northern, like the mountains of Pakistan or the mountains up in Siberia and the Ural Mountains and things like that. So they're really quite cool. And then this is this is actually from the, if you can see on this, this is this is actually from the government stockpile in World War II. Um, it's an inventory number from the United States government um, that they stockpiled in both of these. They both have, the reason I kept them is because they're two of what we have that actually have a government inventory number on them. Interesting. And so depending on the faces, you know, it depends on the faces, depending on like this has a window in it and the window, a lot of people, I don't know if your audience can see the window. Um, it's right the here. Window? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah an extra face on the quartz. Um, and it's believed that if you spend time meditating on it, that there's secrets will be revealed. It will take you to another world. And then you've got record keepers. So I go through all of that on the course so that people can, can understand because there's the quartz world. I mean, you could spend six years just studying quartz and not know all of them. You know, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I love exactly, them. exactly. So your audience just really need to know um, that if they don't know what stone to use for arthritis or cancer or a blood disorder or heart, use quartz. Quartz is is a general. It's a storm element. It's a general crystal that you can use for everything, for everything. And, and it's one of the crystals that takes a charge. You, you can sit and you can charge it and put your intention in it. That's what Kelly was talking about earlier. And it will hold it for a very long time until you recharge it. Some crystals, you just put the intention in it. It doesn't necessarily hold it for a very long period of time. Different structures, different uses. Um, yeah, I'm always learning more about crystals slowly. I think my, my brain is so full of so much many different things that sometimes I just don't have the time to devote um, my attention to crystals. 
Growing up, my mom um, was really into, she still is, jewelry and gemstones. So I'm kind of surrounded by crystals or like unique objects like that. Um, as I'm sure you can relate, you have a beautiful collection yourself. Um, I wanted to ask you just kind of what, what wherever the conversation leads, but I really want to ask about selenite. Selenite I find is so unique in the vibration of like calmness, gentleness. You know, sometimes when people just hold selenite, they're like, oh, this feels good. Um, it, it's, there's just a unique feeling around selenite and there's probably unique composition too. I don't know much about it. Selenite's actually a gypsum. It's a gypsum. Most selenite will come from Morocco. And uh, oddly enough, <laughs> it's a very strong stone for communication. It helps with communication person to person, spirit to person. And I'm assuming it helps spirit to spirit too. However, um, it's interesting to know that um, selenite industrially is used in fiber optics, which is for communication. So there's a, there's a lot of industrial use. Um, we just came across some stone bauxite that comes from the Uriel Mountains. The mine is closed. It's been closed for about 40 years. And these particular individuals during COVID were going deep into their inventory and found it. They were cleaning out a warehouse. And so it usually gets smelted for aluminum. So, wow. but, but selenite is, it's very calming. It's very, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for cleansing. It's wonderful for calming. It's wonderful for communication. And it comes in many different sizes and shapes. Uh, it's, well, it's poured into many different sizes and shapes and it's quite abundant. Most of it comes from Morocco. There is some gypsum, but it is a gypsum based material and gypsum. It's very soft. Um, and it's, it's it, interesting. It is, it is tactically very soft, but it's also a very soft, gentle spirit. It's not like Moldavite that's going to go boom. Yeah. It's Moldavite's crazy. <laughs> but Moldavite, a lot of people think Moldavite's crazy. I love Moldavite. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. If you're going through hell, use Moldavite. It'll keep you going. So <laughs> selenite's a, yeah. a wonderful, very soft very gentle energy, but it is wonderful for communication. Wonderful. And it's also nice to use selenite. Um, if you've got other stones, you can put your stones on selenite to help cleanse those stones. It's like you and I going to the beach, or if you like going to the mountains, what you like to do to relax and restore and revive yourself, selenite will restore and revive other crystals too. So if you use crystals, wow. you need to make sure that you give them a rest, just like you need a rest, your crystals need a rest. I'm always just so drawn to selenite. I, it's like, I used to not think much of it, um, you know, but it's just every time I hold it, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. And Moldavite, yeah, I want to learn about how you feel about, you already said you love it, but uh, if I put on Moldavite, I feel like there's caffeine in my body, like I get I jittery. Sure. I know that. I know your energy and <laughs> Moldavite and you probably would, you know, unless, Yeah. <laughs> Like, like my legs are shaking right now. Just like remembering. Somebody just put caffeine right in your veins. That Moldavite probably wouldn't work really well with Kelly. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. If, you know, sometimes like more smaller crystals, but I remember one time, uh, this is a long time ago, but I, you know, back in the day in college, I had to do a presentation. I was nervous about it. So I was like, I'm going to put on some Moldavite. <laughs> <laughs> And you probably talked about 100 miles a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't feel very centered. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah. 
You'd be better off with black tourmaline. Yes. I love black tourmaline. It yeah. makes me feel grounded. Very I have nice. a huge hunk right here. I would lift it up if I didn't think it was going to, I guess, push my microphone microphone off the desk. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a big hunk. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Love black tourmaline. But it, it's so interesting that these crystals have so many practical uses. Um, you know, black tourmaline like is used to filter sometimes. Um, it's used to help um, against um, electricity. It's uh, used for installation around wires. I, I, I'm not up to date, but I know you, you can tell me better than I can tell you. Um, or like quartz is used for like harnessing um, like lasers. Mm -hmm. You, you know what I mean? They use it in quartz radios. Mm, yeah, there, there you go. It's just like yeah. they are conductors. They, they are protectors, or they're, um, you know, they're used for to trans transmute. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, we gotta do like a whole crystal episode or something. But oh. I, I wanna, I wanna take you back to, I guess, your journey with mediumship. When did you go from, you know? that moment of this is who I am. I use it. You know, it's a part of, you know, how I connect to God. It's part of my spirituality. When did you go from that to going, I have to share this with other people. I have to step out into the forefront. I, I was probably, um, well, just like my crystal work, somebody was like, okay. And I mean this very humbly, you know, too much. You need to be sharing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I can do that. And, uh, <laughs> and I credit um, a dear friend of ours. He he um, used to do shows with us. He's now in spirit. Wonderful, wonderful man, Kenny Harsh. And he would come by my booth and he goes, Maria, you need to be doing this. You need to be, you need to not be just selling this. You need to be teaching this. You need to be teaching this. You need to be teaching this. Kenny. So he, he, he was also one of the producers of one of the shows we did. He said, I'm putting you on the schedule. He said, you're going to be on my panel. You're going to teach and you're going to do mediumship readings. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I blame Kenny for all of this. <laughs> and I did, I, you know, we had a teacher up at um, Camp Chesterfield. I, my, I, I had a psychic reading once and my psychic reader was like, um, you need to be doing this work. She goes, you, I'm dragging you up to Chesterfield with me. So she dragged me up to mo the most difficult teacher up there, right? Suzanne Greer who who is all around me I, there's a painting that she did for me and everything and she's in my kitchen and she's just she's always around me but she was like okay you're gonna do this and tuesday night you're coming to my trans class i said i just started mediumship so no you're coming to my trans class so she really she she supported me in in my doing what i needed to be doing and then i um somebody said well lisa williams is up at lilydale and Forgive me, Lisa, I didn't know who you were until Sandy told me. And so she's like, yeah. So I looked you up and I looked up Lisa and took Lisa's class and Lisa encouraged me. And so here I am. <laughs> so I've been very blessed with people that have come in my path that have said, you need to be out there. Because even though I'm a Leo, I'm also, I can be very, oddly enough, I can be very shy and very timid and very humble and very quiet. You Your might son, Leo. My Your son, Leo. My son is in Leo. Okay. Yeah. I can relate to that too. I'm a son Leo, but I can be very quiet at times too as yeah. well. Yeah. We relate. We understand. <laughs> yep. I just, I just, you know, put me in my, just put me on top of my cape. You're, yeah. 
Another thing I want to ask you about, I think this honors your Leo energy. Um, you do um, a lot of platform. Mm -hmm. And so within, for people who don't know, like platform is when you demonstrate in front of audiences, it's different from one-on-one -on -one readings, or it's different mm -hmm. even from small group readings. Platform is a larger audience reading. Mm -hmm. um, what, what led you to that? Because that's a different type of mediumship and being comfortable with that too as well. Yeah. Um, Suzanne Greer. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne Greer. She's like, okay, do this, do this. And I love it. I, I, I love, you know, I think to do platform work, you have to be a little bit of a showmanship. And so yeah. the shy little person in me likes to come out and, and likes that. Um, but I do think I, it's an experiment and I love being able to show life after life, the continuity of life. I'm an ordained minister in the progressive spiritualist church and I do support my church through platform tonight. You know, when we finish here, I'm going to go teach. I have to be at the church to teach tonight to encourage other people to use this gift because there's so many people on both sides of the veil that need to be healed. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm fully healed. I put myself in that group or that's part of why we're in the human condition. But to show the demonstration of the continuity of life, I think platform work is beautiful. And um, I always say spirit, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a wonderful way to be able to, to use your gifts. Cause I think this is a gift. I do what you said, you know, very early on that everybody has it. It's just whether or not you choose to use it and how I choose to use it is to serve the public in whatever way, whether it's a private sitting or whether it's public demonstrations, it's just, it's service to spirit, to God, to Yahweh, Theos, great white Eagle, um, to my higher self, to the, the white light that we all come from to serve that in a way that God has asked me to do. And, and, so there's a really quick little story. We were at a show this past weekend and somebody was there and I ended up giving this reading because I not just sell crystals, but I do, I don't do readings when I'm at the booth, but I do do readings. If somebody's like, help me. So, so, and, and somebody who knew me said, you just got a free reading from her. So pay attention to what she said. So it's just, it's constantly, as you said, Kelly, at the beginning of your show, when you're a medium, you're a medium. So, you know, yes, I'm selling crystals and minerals, but there's so much, the energy in the crystal and the spirit in the crystal and making that connect with the person who's buying it because we're all one and you're working together and uniting and helping that person find their path, helping that person become a better version of them, helping the crystal be put to work because the crystals love to work. They love, that's why they're here. They love to work. And to, to put them to use and they pick us, we don't pick them. So it's just you know, constantly doing that work. And so, yeah, when I'm behind the, the, the table selling my crystals, I, I still somewhat do platform work, even though it's not for whole audience, but it's for whoever's standing there. And they do get a little bit of a lot of Maria in terms of, you might be sorry you asked. Cause I'll tell you. <laughs> No, Maria Celeste is here to help. That's that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. Tell me about them. You know, with the crystals, you said they choose you. You don't, you know, you don't choose them. Uh, I would I would love to learn about that. And right when you said that, I mean, 
this is the woo woo, but right when you said that this Chris, it's a, it's a rock really, but um, this started dancing almost out of the corner of my eye on my desk. It was like time for you to pick that up and hold it. It wanted to be with you. Yeah. Um, it looked, it's hard to tell when people ask me, they'll, they'll send pictures all the time. Will I identify this? And it, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to tell in a picture, but that looks like it. Oh, could no, be. Yeah. It I looks, should know what this is. I can't even remember what this is. My, it, looks my like adventuring. Me. it looks like an adventuring. Is it's it green? Really, it's like green and gold and it, it's Does like, it um, sparkles in it. Does it, sort of it does sparkles? have sparkles with it. It's like it's a very muted minty green. Yeah, I think that's an adventuring. I think that's a raw piece, which is very rare. It's very you don't very often you find adventuring tumbled, but you don't very find it rare. Oh, you know, it also could be fuchsite. Fuchsite. Uh, yes, it is fuchsite. That, yeah. Yes, it is. It is. That yeah. that you're reminding me what it is. It is. You're right. Yeah, that's fuchsite. Because yeah. I was like, it's rare. It's rare. So, yeah. So, people say, well, you know, but. It's really fun to watch, but crystals, they, I truly believe they pick us. They know who they want to go to work with. They know who needs them and they'll come alive like that quartz that like the fuchs site was like, okay, it wanted to come be with you. It, it wanted to be part of this fun energy. And it's really interesting because her name is the same color. It comes up on the screen as the same color as that stone. So green, and there's a lot of healing and there's a lot of communication and a lot of heart around with that so and you you do all of this with heart and it was just okay want, wanting to connect and it wanted to be part of the excitement of what you're doing but crystals pick us we don't pick them i see it all the time at my table people are thinking they're picking the crystal they're going to, i said they go how do we pick a crystal i said just look at which one lights up when you look at it yeah i see i love hearing this because i never thought about it in that way even though it makes Perfect sense. I've never had a crystal just dance either. You saw it jumping at you. It, it made itself known to you. They do that. They make themselves known in whatever way they can to get your attention. Like, I want to go home with you without being able to say that because, well, they do talk to me and I talk to them. It's so weird. <laughs> I mean, they do talk to me. When I'm setting up my table, they'll go, I don't want to be near them. I want to be over there. And I'm like, oh my God, you're worse than kids in the backseat of a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good thing nobody tells me why i'm setting up my table <laughs> how do you um i guess feel about tumble stones because you know they, they've been altered or even stones that have been dyed oh i try not to do stones that have been dyed you know um there <laughs> i'll tell you the story um i have no trouble with with tumble stones because some people you know Tumbled stones gives us an opportunity to carry it in our pockets. Tumbled stones gives us an opportunity to play with it in our hands. A lot of times you can't, you can't play with, with raw crystals and, and stones in your hands. So I love tumbled. Tumbleds are a great way to, to be able to get that energy. The thing with tumbleds is like with the quartz, you can tell which end is which direction the, the energy is going to go in. You can't with, with tumbled. So I wouldn't use it if I wanted to use it to get energy to come out of somebody's head or to, to move a block because you don't know, you don't know the, the meridians on tumbled stones, but I absolutely, I love tumbles. I, I, I love tumbles. Um, so I have no trouble with that. I have no trouble with tumbles. 
But there are some people that only like to have spheres because they're like spheres around and the energy goes, the energy will go wow. 360, you know, 360 degrees. So it's really interesting. I love them all. I, I'm not partial. I that's that oh go ahead please yeah people ask me you know what size stone and I said depends on what you want it to do but you can't put a five pound boulder in your pocket however depending on what you want it to do would you put a linebacker in a quarterback's position would you put a quarterback in a linebacker's position depends on what you want it to do but tumbles you can just throw in your pocket and they're gonna you don't have to know what they're gonna do they know what to do just love them and use them and Keep them in your environment. You know. How do you feel about like other like processes of altering, um, let's say a crystal like heat treating? If you want to do that, that's fine. I will not sell them. I don't like, I don't sell. Um, there's a lot of crystals that um, get heat treated or they get aluminum put on them or they get gold put on them or they get titanium put on them. Um, a lot of time, you know, I try not to carry those other than the tumbled. Yes, the tumbled are tumbled. I had a tumbler when I was 13. My family said it was too noisy, so I stopped because um, <laughs> they are very noisy. So, <laughs> there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of waste in, in tumbles, and there's a lot of sorting. It's a lot of manual stuff that goes into creating tumbles. People don't realize that, but there's a lot of labor involved in tumbles. So... I try, you know, if people want to buy those, that's fine. And, and, but I try not to buy them and sell them because I like the natural, but that's a me thing. Yeah. I, I guess I'm learning. Cause it's like, yeah, the meridian points and lines, um, the meridian lines are different, uh, you know, cause the stone has been altered and I, and, um, it's, it's beautiful. How you put this, the crystal, um, kingdom still makes itself accessible to us. So they're okay with that. They want to be with us. They want to be in our pockets. They want to be near yeah. to us. Yeah, they want to work with us. They're here to work with us. They love working with us. They love it. They don't want to be stuck in a box underneath a bed somewhere. They want to be out in your environment working with you. Even if you don't know what they're doing, just, you know, make a little, I've got a little geometric thing going on here just because they told me to do that. And it's been there for, I don't know how long. So, you know, just put them out. You don't have to know what to do with them. We've got rose quartz all around our house. What is one of the most profound messages you have received from crystals? Ooh. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Okay, so what they're showing me in my mind's eye, and this has to do with Moldavite, <laughs> oddly enough. So this is going to get real personal. So this is personal. Okay. This is personal about me. So I was introduced to Moldavite back in 1991, 1992. And um, I took a piece of Moldavite and I hung it on my bed. And I knew that Moldavite was very powerful and that Moldavite would move you and kick you and make you move in a direction that you might not be aware of that you needed to move. And so one night I had this dream and the Moldavite, it was probably about the third night the Moldavite was hanging on my bed. And I had a dream that I was um, being questioned in a police, I was in a police station. 
and they had taken um, what was my husband, but he was also in my dream, and they had taken him in for questioning. And they were asking me all kinds of questions like, was I okay? Was I being abused? You know, did I feel safe in the relationship? And I woke up and I went, whoa. And I looked at the Moldavite and I said, I get it. And it was shortly after there that I filed for divorce. Wow. Yeah. Because it showed me a picture of me being in, a, in what was an, an emotionally abusive relationship that I wasn't aware of until that dream because I was being questioned by a very kind, gentle, loving, caring policeman Why they were incarcerating or doing something with my husband. I don't know. He, he had done something that, but he wasn't my husband. He was, he was a man that I was with, but that man in the dream was my husband. He wasn't my husband in the dream, but it was my husband. And I realized, okay, Maria, you need to look at this relationship because you're either going to die or, or you need to get out of the relationship. And so then my mother said, she said, how did you have the courage to file for divorce? I said, it was my life or his. Hmm. Yeah. So. And has Moldavite given you other dreams or premonitions or, you know, just led you to, it was, but that's profound though. What happened with it? Yeah. Hanging over yeah. Head. Yeah. I still, you know, I might, I may even have still have that. And it wasn't a very big piece for years. I carried it in my day planner working for Morgan for well, Smith Barney Morgan Stanley. It might still be in here. Are you in here? I don't know if it's still in here. It was on a, um, it's funny. This is still here. Yeah, no, I don't know where that tiny little, somebody probably needed it more than I did. And I passed it on that. I have a tendency to do that. Yeah, I don't have it, but I carried it. it. It went to work with me after that dream. It went to work with me every day. I was like, oh, okay. Maria Celeste is very generous. Uh, I met her in Lilydale, and she brought everybody stones. Um, I still have everything that you know you you presented to me. I have Aww. an iron, an iron. Yeah, I do. I, I use them. I love them. Yeah. And that, one of my favorites is the iron cat, and then the black tourmaline bracelet you gave everybody. Wow. I carry, I carry a tourmaline bracelet with me every time we travel. It's, it's permanently in my backpack. I feel protected whenever I have black tourmaline around. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So my car, keep it in my backpack when we travel. When you are, um, um, we're just going to swirl the conversation around. Um, when you were developing with your mediumship, what, Stones did you frequently use? I used a lot of rose quartz. Okay, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I used a lot of rose quartz and amethyst. Those are probably the two that I used. And malachite. I love malachite. I don't have any malachite in the house anymore, but um, I love malachite. Malachite's just, it's just such a pretty decorative stone. Um, Can you actually tell me about a little bit of malachite? I learned... Uh, a couple years ago, or I don't know when, but um, like malachite is actually is supposed to be poison to the touch. Well, it's not in the form that you get it because it's polished. It's not going to be. Uh, there's um, arsenic in it. So I think there's arsenic in it. Yeah, that's right. There's copper in it, um, which gives it the green color. Um, so yeah. 
but in the polished form, just like cobalite, which it has a lot of arsenic in it. Um, just like that, because it's polished, it's sealed. It's not, mm. you know, I do handle raw cobalite. I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I would lick cobalite. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lick malachite. <laughs> disclaimer, do not lick malachite. Or cobalite. malachite do not lick. And one of the disclaimers too is, so I tell all, they go, how do we cleanse this? And I'm like, well, there's several ways to cleanse it. I said, and they were like, so one of the things with stones, if you want to, if you want to use it and digest it, put the stone in a glass and put that glass in the water that you want, because the law of resonance, the law of frequency is going to go from that glass into the water and then you can drink the water, but don't put the stone directly in the water because they've been tumbled there's chemicals that are used for tumbled. You don't know who's touched them. You don't know, can you, can, you know, is this a stone I shouldn't use, drink? Is this a stone I can drink? Just put them all in a glass, preferably a lead-free glass. Put them in a glass. Put that glass in, in um, a crystal bowl with water and put that in the moonlight. Moonlight's really cool. And then drink it the next morning. But don't ever put it directly in, in the water. water because you really, you don't. You don't know what oils have been put on it. A lot of people will put oil on their crystals to make them look shiny before they sell them. It's just crazy. So it's a very uh, good and important tip. That is. Mm -hmm. So you said uh, malachite, rose quartz, and amethyst were your favorites when you were mm -hmm. developing. Um, mine were rose quartz. I, yeah, a lot of rose quartz and sodalite. Um, which one did you find yourself going? You, you might have already answered it, rose quartz. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. That's why rose quartz is all around my house. Oh, gosh, that's beautiful. I, I need to get more rose quartz in here. I, I have a, a bunch of it, but you're right. It, feel, it feels so good, rose yeah. quartz. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing, the law of resonance and the law of frequency, I'll share with you how, how because it's not just woo-woo. When people go, oh, this is all woo-woo. Um, there's manganese, which gives the rose quartz its pink color. And around the sheath of our heart is manganese. Wow. So we've got the law of frequency and the law of resonance and law of vibration going on. So that's why it's called the heart and the love, because that is that mineral that's in the rose quartz is actually around the sheath of our heart. So as much as this is woo-woo, there really is science behind it, folks. There's really science behind it. Yeah. Wow. That's why it's, uh, if you really want to dive into it, you need to get... Where are you? I, I think I've put it away for the class. Um, you know, Simon and Schuster book, understand the chemicals that's in the crystals and the minerals, the rocks, and understand what that mineral does in the body so that you can understand how it works. There's so much to learn and you're a wealth of knowledge. Um, Thank you so much for being here, Maria Celeste. Oh, thank you for having me. What do you have going on? You mentioned a crystal um, workshop that you're doing, yeah, a class. Yeah. So the class is through the church, um, which is tonight. Um, and they've got me teaching just for, it's it's every Wednesday. If you wanted to do it, they do do it on Zoom. Um, but I am teaching mediumship to the students tonight. They, they stole me because I'm in town for these Wednesdays. But I am teaching, no buts, I am teaching the uh, crystal class. It's five, it's four, sat, it's four Tuesday nights 
from 6.30 to 8.30 because I didn't want to compete with the church's teachings because some of the students want to take this class. Um, April 5th, 12th, 19th, 26th. And it will be on Zoom. It's a Zoom class. So, you know, anybody can take it from Zoom. And if you're in, it's $125 for the eight hours. And if you're interested in it, um, you can reach me on Facebook, Maria Celeste Provenzano Cook, or you can email me at maria at centerforcreativehealing.com. And it's center four, number four. So it's center number four, creativehealing.com. And I'd be glad. Mm. That leads into where people can find you. So it's center for creative living.com. No, center for in my head. I said in my head, I I had healing and I said living. I don't know why I'm saying it. I am like in my head and I saw it in my mind. Healing. (laughs) So spirit has divined a device for me to say it over and over again, because we want people to come. We want more people to come to your website at center for creative healing.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, I don't know why that keeps happening. <laughs> because it's really, Maybe that's it really is about living. It's not so much, it's it's healing so that you can live. So you understand that metaphysical aspect of healing so you can live your best life. And that's where you're picking that up. It's an intuitive <laughs> thing. Yeah. You, that, you know, and you're the definition of someone definitely living their best life. I, I feel mm-hmm. like with what I know about you, you have lived so many different lives. Yeah. And not just this have, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's just, and not just this one. And even just in this one, you are just like a crystal um, of itself. You have so many facets. I mean, Thank my you. goodness, I could, I could have you here for hours and hours about where you've traveled, where you lived, you know, the different uh, careers you've been a part of, what you've done yeah. for people on what you teach here is just amazing. So please check Maria Celeste. Well, thank you. It's an honor. I'm I'm honored to to be on this journey with you, Kelly. So thank you. I'm happy to have you as a friend and a (laughs) co-pilot. Anytime, bro. Um, Anytime. Anytime. And um, please, yes, check her out. And I want to wish everybody a wonderful Wednesday. Please. Um, live with a smile, live with light and live with love. We will catch you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye, Kelly.